You are listening to the Enormo Cast. Hey folks, you don't have to have some Frenchie named Jean-Jean Terrafique step on your hand as he blows past you on some belay to know that our sport is growing more popular and therefore more crowded every passing moment. And the sheer numbers are starting to have a real impact on the climbing areas that we cherish. Black Diamond and the Access Fund recognize this, and they want you to recognize that it's up to us to work together to minimize the degradation of the once wild and free climbing experience. They've come up with a thing called the Pact, a list of 10, I don't want to call them rules because climbers don't like rules, so we'll just call them guidelines. It's all pretty basic stuff about how to act when you're at the cliff. Now before you look at this list, you're probably going to think to yourself, well, I'm a really responsible user. I don't cause any problems. And yet, I think you'll find a few of them there that you've probably broken, even in the last couple weeks. I mean, what if you are the pain in the ass that everyone else is rolling their eyes at? Would you know? Probably not. So you better go have a look at the pact and commit to being a better and more conscientious member of the community. So go to blackdiamondequipment.com and look for the Black Diamond Rock Project or go to accessfund.org and click on the pact for more information. That's the pact from Black Diamond and the Access Fund. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing it at? Are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, the big house. place. Sold that's, it out. that's a big nice. place. You sold oh, it out. Out. I'll see. You really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. <laughs> You're very good. I have really enjoyed having with you. We'll make it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Good weather. Bad weather. Now or later. Anytime. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment. With support from Maxim Ropes. And don't forget, you can go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Normo at checkout to get a discount on great coffee. And you can go to pureholds.com and enter Normo to get a discount on great Colorado-made climbing holds. Both the coffee and the holds will give you the power to crush your enemies and see them driven before you. And now back to the show. <laughs> How do I start this thing? I go. Oh, hello and welcome to the Enorma Cast. This is your host, Chris Calouse. It is uh, November 13th, about 9.05 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And this is episode 70. I'll edit that in later because I don't know what episode it's going to be. I love be. those. I just love uh. the space there where I'll just come in and go like, 70. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 72. I noticed that change and I loved it. Right. So I'm sitting uh, in the uh, in Studio A in the, in the kitchen slash living room of my house um, with three guests for a listener mail episode. I have been warning about a li- listener mail episode for a while. I think the last one we did was over a year ago, actually. And uh, so we're back to listener mail. I'm going to introduce my guest, Simon Lungaker. Hello. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce your last name? Lungaker. Sure. Longacre. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's actually how many acres you can plow in one day with one ox. Is a longacre. Oh. Yep. And how, how big is a long acre? 
in general. I never really got to the bottom of that. Depends one. on the size of the man. <laughs> they didn't, the they didn't give that one up at the family reunion. Oh, gotcha. Um, Simon is a local climber from here. He lives in Glenwood Springs. But more importantly, Simon is one of the amigos that I have gone to the Lander Climbing Fest with the last couple of years. So any of you Lander Climbing Fest people may remember this tall, strawberry, blonde, strapping man walking around waving me. a tequila bottle at you. <laughs> Sombrero. Um, We can go to any festival. Exactly. We just need an invite. Yes. We We bring fun anywhere. Totally. Across the table from me is another local climber, Steve Dilk, an employee at our local uh, secondhand sporting goods store, the uh, Ragged Mountain Sports, and also one of the compatriots on the the annual trips to Lander. Excellent. Thanks for coming. Steve. Thanks for having me. Are you me, okay? Chris. You just kind of clammed up there. Totally. Well, I didn't know what exactly I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> and on my right, uh, if you were here, you'd be able to see this. This isn't really good podcast etiquette to talk about what's visually happening in the room. Is uh, a, a return guest, Tracy Wilson, the better half of the uh, Splitter Choss partnership. Uh, BJ Sabara's lovely wife, and also um, a return guest from episode fifteen girl you'll be a woman soon and uh thanks for coming tracy and tracy is an educator and uh also coaches the climbing team at our local uh high school one of the local private high schools here colorado rocky mountain school and she's currently nursing an injury from a a climbing fall breaking her foot in how many places how many times um five bones and six fractures but no surgery no so yeah broke a hold hit the ground finished the route Right. Yeah, it was complete denial. It was just a spring. Yeah, badass. Very proud. So I brought these guys in to um, discuss some of the things that you guys have sent in in terms of concerns and questions and advice that you've sought from the Normal Cast. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about my emailing problems. When I was looking back through the emails, kind of looking for some of these ones, I kind of remembered. I should probably file them away as soon as I read them, but. <laughs> Um, I realize that there's great big gaps in my responses to emails. Like I found that I think like June, uh, up until about the Landerfest, actually was there were some problems in there um, where I wasn't returning very many emails. So as I looked back through them, I realized I have a bunch to return. So if you sent me an email or asked for some stickers or something from like a year ago. I'm going to get back to you. I swear to God, I'll get back to you. So don't sit there thinking like, oh man, that dick didn't even, didn't even like. <laughs> that guy reply. sucks. Totally. And it's also not because I get a ton of them, but it's just another thing that like, I, I have a hard enough like time putting out the show. So I guess that emails, so, emails have already passed, you know, who does email anymore? I got 40 year old, 50 year old people saying, Hey, did you get my email? I said, no, I check my email maybe twice a week. Shoot me a text. Hit me up on Facebook, Snapchat, maybe if you don't want anyone else to see. But I know I didn't get your email. Yeah, I I do not actually want um, Snapchats from from listeners. I appreciate that, though. But you're saying there's a four month backlog. (laughs) Well, no, because I just sort of skipped those months. Okay, and then and that's what happens is blacked out. I like I let it pile up, and then instead of going back to where I left off. I like start from the most recent ones and start down the list. And so there's like these gaps is all I'm saying. And I apologize. So if you ask me for a sticker and didn't get one, just ask again. I won't be, you know, it's like totally cool. Um, Or if you send an email to me and I didn't get back to you, just send another one. And for authenticity purposes, I have sent Chris emails 
and I see him at least once a week, and he just doesn't know I sent him an email. <laughs> <laughs> so well, don't feel bad you, if you're in like Australia or what whatever. What are you sending the emails about? <laughs> the climate in Sweden. Oh, right. And getting free stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Still, Pretty standard stuff. Still no free stickers. Still no free stickers. And we're sitting here with him. 700 feet from him. Does the guilt start to build where you don't want to respond to the email? So the thing right. To a exactly. certain extent. To a certain extent. All you email back does. is I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I no, people have gotten those from me. All right. But I don't want to spend any more time on that. Just, uh, again, I apologize. This is a one-man show over here. And, uh, you know, I have things to do. I have, like, a, a living to earn... <laughs> Yeah, I have a girlfriend to uh, keep happy. Um, I got to go rock climbing, and uh, I got to play music. Those four things. That's all that makes my world go around. And so. email. And, uh, and email. <laughs> so. All right, then, moving on. One of the things I got from, uh, I get from a lot of listeners, and I couldn't, I went back and looked for them, and I couldn't find them all. So if you wrote in about this subject, uh, I, I apologize that I'm not pointing out your specific uh specific email but more of this is like kind of um some topics that people are like kind of repeatedly asking me about but maybe aren't good you know like aren't uh sort of big enough or wide enough for a for a complete show so we're gonna get to some of these and um okay i'm gonna just this is from tristan but i got a I got a bunch of these kind of things and this is the ethical question being what should we do with people at the craigs who don't know what they're doing I ask about sport mostly because for the most part, you at least know something when you get to trad climbing. I disagree with that. But then again, <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I have some evidence from Takeets that it isn't necessarily true. Okay. My sport climbing example being one weekday, a local slab sport, Craig, I ran into a couple of high school kids who were about to lead a pitch and asked me how to tie a figure eight knot. So I showed them, which about a half hour later led to my rescue of them off the top of the five seven when they couldn't figure out how to get down. Had I not helped, they could have climbed with a bad knot because I did help. It just delayed the inevitable. So what do I do? I don't have time to teach them everything or set up top ropes for them. I do, tell, do I tell them to go home or take a course with a guide or tell them they shouldn't be here? Do I help a little and leave the rest up to fate? Basically, I've run into this a bunch of times. And when I was a guide, it was a problem. But I've also run... And maybe I've been this person as well. But like you're at the cliff and... Whoever rocks up, you don't know them, you've never seen them before, but they start doing like really sketchy shit, okay? Like, you know, not belaying correctly or at all on occasion. A lot of times it's like an older guy with his kids that can cause these problems, I've found, you know? A, a guy who's like, you know, not in the kind of shape that he's probably a climber, but he's he's sort of posturing as one. And you just start to watch crazy shit go down. And then... You know, if you approach these people, sometimes they can get all up in your grill. Have you ever guys ever had that happen? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. See, I haven't had that happen. Mm, I haven't either. Um, if I ever approach someone, for the most part, they're way out of line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm rarely approach anyone and unless it's like death defying. You know, there's there's a line in climbing that I feel like you either there's a possibility of death or or you're just you know you might take a big whipper or there might be some problems but um i yeah i've never really actually run into anyone coming coming back at me cuz i was like well hey man you were just you're about to kill yourself right you can just sit, pull that one out and they're cool with that no well they're like well yeah i know i wasn't <laughs> right 
Right. Simon, you must be much more of an intimidating force than I am. Because I have not experienced that same thing when talking to people about their climbing technical experience. You know, I mean, I think it's just, I, I think of like spring break, red rocks, and um, climbing at any walls that are there. And just the amount of things that you see that are going wrong at, wrong at any given point. And, uh, and I think, of, yeah, you, you just kind of need to know when to approach people and when not to approach people. And typically you can kind of feel that. But I've definitely had that kind of going over there and being like... You know, and actually, like, one thing that comes to mind is climbing at the Gunks, and BJ and I were there, and it was my first time at the Gunks, and you're just seeing all these people from the city that are 15 feet back from the wall, sitting down on the ground, while they're, like, buddies, like, totally, like, wigged out, and can't get a piece in, and is about to come off the wall, and you can just see what's going to happen, and uh, you kind of kindly try to make a mention, and it's just not very well received. Are those younger people that we're you know, talking about? No, no, actually, I kind of think of that, and... I don't know, like probably like 30, 40 is fairly young, but definitely not like newer college climbers or anything like that. Do you ever find yourself when you see something like that walking away sometimes? Like, well, it's funny you mentioned that because get uh, out of here. <laughs> I approach this question from a different perspective. I'm like the newest climber in this group by far and away. A couple seasons under my belt, if that. Um, and so I am very reticent to ever interject with any type of knowledge because I just... Uh, suffer from extreme, you know, like a lack of uh, confidence. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe, maybe it's the right way. Maybe well, maybe doing it right. Right, indeed. Maybe well, I, I mean, know. I climb with good guys who keep me alive. So, um, but anyway, uh, I w- would agree with Simon that if there's an egregious, mm-hmm. uh, like a grotesque body harm imminent uh, mm-hmm. scenario coming on, I would inter- interject. And that, you can't always tell. Well, you can't always tell. This always this, this did happen, ironically. Um, I was retreating from Half Dome about a month ago. We got hit with a snowstorm, and uh, the guys ahead of us, we everyone had attempted to do it in a day. There's no way we we're going to do it. A snowstorm was just barreling down on us. The guys ahead of us were really slow and definitely didn't have the kind of the skill set for that for that climb. As they were rappelling, um, they they the rope wasn't long enough for the for the station, Oops. and they started panicking extreme and all this thing. My partner happened to be. Um, kind of had the mindset of like, we just need to get out of here because these guys are going to cause their own issue. Like, we just don't want to be part of this. The storm's coming on us. We have to watch out for ourselves. And uh, the long story short of it is, I actually ended up catching this guy with a foot extended, um, his um, some gear of his that he had dropped, some essential gear, uh, because he had panicked, taken himself off the rope. He was grabbing a fixed line that he didn't know if it was attached to anything strong. And uh, it was just like a shit show unfolding in front of me. He dropped. He panicked, slipped off rappel completely. Could have free solo died. I grabbed his stuff, um, handed it back to his boy partner, and just kind of was like, you guys need to slow down, chill it out. And they made it fine. Um, but uh, it was like a very kind of interesting scenario because yeah. I probably wouldn't have been very far from their mindset had I didn't had I not had a, like a very confident partner who had a ton of experience. A I think rock that's guide. a good point. Yeah. So yeah. like it's hard for me to like interject and say like, yeah, there's a clear cut way to like interject with people, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a touch by touch basis. But, but what you said, you said you got to slow down. It's simple. Yeah. Short phrase. Totally. You know, we don't have to go up. You don't have to go up to people and, and give them a whole tutorial on rock mm-hmm. climbing. Right. Maybe just give right. them one or two. Slow down. Look what you're doing. Yeah. You it, know, they might have the basics, but they might not be remembering all the basics. So, well, and Simon constantly like 
corrects my technique, which is awesome. And like, there's a way to do Steve, it. Steve, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, dude. Come on, man. You look like an asshole. And it's like, never an asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, actually, all joking aside, Simon does it correctly. And like, he's just like, hey, you know, hey, man, like, you might want to do it this way. And it's just like quietly, not like making him look like a jerk or her, who, you mm-hmm. know, could be, could be either way. Um, quietly just offering suggestions that would like keep them much safer. I think, uh, goes a lot longer than like, calling the guy out yeah, and, and, or the person out and just like because that's when someone gets defensive totally totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. and I, and I would too yeah. if yeah. someone came yeah. up to me and was like hey dude do yeah. this I'd be like no, no I'm man. gonna do it this way yeah. kind of like this is what I do basic interpersonal communications exactly yeah, yeah. I think what's hard basics. to watch is when you see like the, the leader of the group who obviously does not know what's mm. going on and yeah. they have like two or three friends with them that are just smiling and happy and yeah. so excited to be out and you just know totally. that those people have no clue like how much they are not in a solid situation with a good person that they're out with you know totally I totally agree and I think there is an ethical obligation to keep people from dying well the other issue is simply like (laughs) the the deal is 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 if they screw up you're you're on the rescue yeah i mean it's not like you can just like look over there and go oh yeah i knew that was gonna happen bro and just keep keep blaying or do you're suddenly the whole cliff is involved you know right very true Mm -hmm. that's part of it it was funny chris because on that half dome escapade um as we wrapped down there were a couple it was the yosemite cleanup and there were a couple of sar guys at the base and who had come up to clean, but recognized that there were some climbers on the face and that a storm was coming in. So they were kind of like, ooh, like potential rescue operation, like potential money in our pocket. So they told these guys, like, these guys, again, the rope didn't make it to the ground on their final rappel. And they're like, just wrap off the ends, down climb. It's all good. And we were like, dudes, do not say that. Like, these guys could totally do that. And Dak and like... And but they're like, we need the money. Oh. <laughs> I was like, dudes, no, no, no. It's all good fun. Rescue but, bait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like setting the forest on fire. To go totally. Ride it. totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit happens too. All right, so I mean, I guess it uh, it just comes down to to trying to figure out a way to approach it. I mean, mm-hmm. again, yeah. I agree with you, Simon. Like, if it's imminent death, like you got to right. step in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, with a lot, like with a lot of things with climbing, that the ego is such this this thing that's wrapped up in it and uh you know approaching a certain type of person it's just never gonna work you know like and i've got like i said i've gotten more emails than just this one about this in terms of of people who've who've had the experience that tracy had where their you know their their advice was met with like this yeah yeah, like especially and unfortunately especially guys you know they're just Mm -hmm. like really prickly about you know anybody telling them what to do so well what's the most egregious thing you've ever seen well i mean figure eight nonsense well i used to go i used to guide up at stony point in uh which is in it's north of la there's there's probably some stony point like aficionados (laughs) everywhere yeah bro (laughs) actually i just posted something about it somebody said they were going some horrible bouldering bouldering area and i was talking about stony point because it's up in it's in the san fernando valley which is like the pornography capital of the world yeah it was it was no longer where is brazil uh well i heard the san fernando valley actually put some pretty stringent rules all right we're we're gonna take this part out because tracy is an educator (laughs) Um, 
Anyway, but so I did actually protection. Chris is protecting me. It's good. I did actually sort of witness from afar a little shoot going on one time there, but that's a whole nother story. Anyhow, the uh, but yeah, just there's a lot of sketchy people there. It's like an urban. Anytime you have like an urban crag, like the gunks. I grew up climbing in the gunks. You did, and though I wasn't track climbing, I was I was bouldering or. Masturbating in a whorehouse, as a lot of <laughs> other people will say. I was, tri- I was bouldering in the gunks. And, what, uh, was that I, what does that even mean? People say that. If you're oh, bouldering you're in the gunks, in you're masturbating in a whorehouse. But the bouldering is what quite is, good. Yeah, I don't understand the analogy. Because you're not like, having sex. You're, you're not going all the way. You're not getting the real goods. You're not getting the goods. You're not getting the goods. Anyway, I see the, the, the ranger truck go up and Trace down the Trace is an road. educator. We're going to take that part out. <laughs> Come on. Is that going to be... <laughs> Sorry, Tracy. Gunks. And there's right. lots okay. of... Yeah. Yeah. So, so in the gunks, you know, you get all walks of people. You get your... Everyone from the city. And that could just be anyone. Um, anyone who gets their hands on a rope and a harness. And then they just go for it but yeah the stony point thing too yeah i mean i just used to guide there and it was like you just i take a moment and walk the top of the cliff and look at these anchors and like you know there was only a couple times where i was just like stop like you guys (laughs) hold on a second you know usually it was little things and that's you know if they'd learned something then there was like a there's a backup like oh you're you know these two pieces suck but this one's bomber so we'll just kind of let this go or whatever you know so it does come down to that. It's like the death-defying versus is this just going to be... Exactly. Is, mm-hmm. is it good enough? Yeah, good enough. Exactly. That's, that's a, right. I think that's the key to a lot of these these questions at the crag. Is it good enough? Is it, mm-hmm. It's not prime. Because as climbers, as good climbers, you generally try to make everything as, as prime as you can. And that's how you can climb for a long time, incident-free. But there's people that can just, you know, is it good enough? And they'll get through, and then they'll learn, and then mm-hmm. they might get to a point where it's prime. But um, as long as it's... All right, well, let's move on to something lighter. I, I don't know if that actually answered the question. Um, it'll, it's an Probably ongoing not. thing. Yeah. I would. I, one last thing I'll say is that when I was guiding, I used to guide in El Dorado Canyon. And, um, and oftentimes, let's face it, if you're doing a beginner group, you're at the beginner cliff, and so you're going to run mm-hmm. into a lot of these people. And I would just like get up and pack up and move and just mm-hmm. be like, this is making me nervous. I don't want to be a part of a rescue in a little while. Right. That like, was that was my buddy's yeah. reaction as well. So let's, let's get uh, out of let, here. There's this route over here I want to do, and we're going to go around the corner and like get away from from Johnny and his kids or whatever. <laughs> totally. So, all right. Well, moving on. The episode I think it was like 54, 55, ladies' night episode um, garnered a, a whole bunch of responses, and uh, one of the interesting things about that now that you're here, Tracy, is that some of the responses to to, uh, you know, the girls on that episode talked about some of the same thing, things that, that uh, Grayson talked about on your episode, episode 15, um, about the advances of, of male climbers. And for some reason, there was some incredulousness in the emails that followed Grayson's episode, mm-hmm. particularly from the men. Mm-hmm. Um, they just couldn't believe that guys would like be quite that forward. Um, I and can't yet, believe they would do that. I know. <laughs> and yet the the women, you know, I guess Grayson's a little younger than these ladies were, but they corroborated basically mm-hmm. all of her stories in other ways. The lean in, you know, the the date that's not a date, but it's a date, climbing date. Mm-hmm. Um, one person thinks it's a date. One person thinks it's not a date. That sort of things. I got a lot of confirmation uh, following the ladies night, like. 
several emails of like, this has happened to me and I hate it how I can't like ask some guy to go climbing without him thinking that we're going to sleep together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, and, th- and that's unfortunate. But, but on the other side of the thing, um, I have a simple email here from, uh, from Will. And um, Tracy's kind of here to help answer this one, actually, specifically. So he's, he sent me an email about uh, a bunch of different things. But he, he says, thanks for taking the time to respond and thanks for the tips. I have come to need some new information since I sent that last email. How about a how to pick up a climber chick? Hmm. Is that the end of his question? Yeah. Well, he goes on. But, but uh, basically, that's his question. How to pick up a climber chick? Well, do you want... Do you want- Tracy, well, no, I think all of us should Why don't we wait? Why don't we wait? Yeah. Why don't we I'm wait on Tracy's? Yeah. I'm interested well, to hear think? what you guys have to say. What do you think, Simon? Okay. <laughs> I got a, I got a yeah, well, perspective on this. I'm married, first of all. <laughs> so I'm, I've been out the game. <laughs> and But I still know that you do not focus your... your your shot your around rock climbing. Do not do, not do that. You must first establish that you're not weirdo and you're not, <laughs> and and you're relatively smart i'm not gonna have to say smart because you don't have to be smart but um just you you, you got to start where everyone else starts the only thing you got out up on anyone is that you're at a climbing gym and you can meet there's girls there so it's not like you're a climber i'm a climber well uh yeah huh what what do i do all right. Let's go to the van. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, so, a simple way is like, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? You know, keep it keep it mellow. And you yeah. got to sense something first. You can't just be like, yeah, you can't just, yeah. you know, Intuition. shoot in the dark. Yeah. yeah. You got to sense something. Yeah. So, there's something going on? Yeah. Then go grab a cup of coffee, maybe get some dinner, and then... Climbing comes into into play later. Okay, yeah. that's, that, a, that's, that's a that's a good point. That's a really smart take yeah. on it it's because you're not just asking them to go climbing because they like, obviously like climbing. You obviously like climbing, so correct. that's where like the, the waters get a little muddied. Where the girl just thinks that they're going climbing and that's something they like doing, and the guy thinks it's a date. Boom. But but the coffee and the the dinner thing that's a really that's that's money right there. I that's mean, a good tip. Yeah, that's your same old same old. You, that's what they say. Right, that's what right. you see all over the place. But that's how it works. The, the yeah. girls, the girls on the episode said that same thing too. Like, like, like don't just jump to the climbing thing. How about we right. do something normal? The climbing thing right. is your closer. Well, it's like, well, you right. know, he's, he's all right. He's cool. I mean, he's kind of funny. He's kind of smart. He smells weird, but, but he's a climber. Right. There you right. go. That's right. your closer. Right. Mm-hmm. The problem I think is that a lot of climbers, you know, I've, I've made this observation. We, we were a lot of us, the outcasts wherever we came from, you know, whether it was like a lot of, a lot of the folks I know who got into climbing weren't good at other sports, weren't necessarily, they found it later to find themselves. And so a lot of times they don't have these basic skills of like, Mm. Hey, let's, of how to approach a girl. So instead of actually talking to them, they just like shadow them at the gym and try to do like hard problems in front of them or something. Well, then you know, I can't, like, I, right. you can't up on them. I can't help you. Right. But exactly. I, but I think, have some basic skills. Like, yeah. But that's much more the norm, like the overshadowing and the, Oh, you did a boulder problem. Let me hop on here and so, do a couple man grunts and show from, you. From the female perspective, that is the norm. 
I really do think Damn. it came. Yes, Damn. yes. My my Damn. catch, Mr. BJ Sabara himself. Yes, love you, BJ. I mean, he was like we we had this like six year long climbing <laughs> relationship where we would talk on the phone once a month when he worked on Climbing Magazine, and then we went on a climbing trip together, strictly climbing. And then halfway in, we were like, "Oh, okay, we, we like each other. That's pretty, pretty cool." But but it was, it was, it was in a different place because he was just literally respecting me as a climber and as a partner. And we went to climb climb all this fun stuff in City Rocks. And then we kind of came together after that. Yeah. But but before BJ, that was the vast majority of climbing guys that I met. Damn. Yeah. 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 See, Unfortunately, I, when I heard that episode, avid listener, I thought who are these people right who are these who guys are these dudes? the lean in especially the lean in the, yeah. the that harness or the 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 belay drop for the kiss sure I was like who so i was almost like man the these gals are picking the wrong dudes for sure but you know no but, but I you trust are Tracy you are sure. new to the climbing scene and totally. carbondale is like this little bubble of like really quite experienced climbers and right. so like a lot of the people that you're probably used to would right. never do well, that they're, they're also know? like socially uh yeah yeah but boise right. idaho where i'm from like very small amount of climbers and just very large amount of people who are just getting into it and people who are you know i mean and i really do feel like there's in boise is kind of still falls the standard of like the majority of climbers that are in that town are men and the very, very small minority are women. And so it's kind of like a, you know, there's definitely like this, you meet a climber girl and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's, right. it's a little different like boulders. Right. Yeah, yeah. A little different than, than boulder or Carbondale or other communities. Totally. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I got, I got one more little, little nip it and it's in the simple. A just, nip it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Snip it. Snip it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Just tell a girl, uh, just compliment yeah. her. Tell her she's cool. climbing well. Yeah. That's that's uh, your very first in. Hey, nice job. They like to be told they're pretty. They don't hear it often. That's one you can go on a limb with that has worked for me in the past. In a climbing gym. You're. That's See, a, I, 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 would, I would go uh, that first. Uh, I would, uh, I I would kind of go all so social justice on you like that and be like, "Really? You just really? met me and you're commenting you just, on no, my no, looks? No, 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 no. Are you objectifying me as I'm, a? I'm not uh, talking about me. That's, what are you doing that's, there? I, that's not first. That's not my first. <laughs> that's not my first go to. No, of course not. I would say, "Hey, nice job on that climb." And then maybe if the conversation progressed a little more, we talk about some other stuff. Maybe towards the end of the night, he's like. Maybe it's the second or third time I've seen her at the gym. I'd say. <laughs> so you you're know, stalking her. You know her patterns. No, I'm not stalking her, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you know her patterns. She likes to warm up over there. Exactly. She likes to- <laughs> She's working on that problem. She's gotten that one. <laughs> hey, so you're going to so I will the place, one today? <laughs> I'll place myself strategically in, the, in between the blue and the yellow. <laughs> hey, buddy, beat it. I'm her. <laughs> okay, so... No, but eventually... You move your way up the line. You know, you give some some nice comments, you make some regular talk, and then eventually you actually regular. have to tell her how you feel. You know, you say, you're, yeah. you're very pretty. And then, not not weird, like, hey, you're pretty hot. <laughs> right. But, but just a simple, like, you know, you're very pretty. And and girls don't hear that too often, especially out in front. And then uh, well, you'll see, you have to pick that up wherever it goes. If they I- say thank you. And move away, then you know, you're done. Let that one go. Game over. Let's, All right, move see, on. I to could never, shot across yeah, the bow I could for never, sure. I don't think I, I could would do never that. do that. Like, yeah, that's not my game see, at all. Later, I might. Right. 
Right. Hold yeah. on. What's 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 your game? Well, yeah. Humility. What we haven't have? heard from Dylan. We haven't heard from Dylan. Humility comes for, forefront for me. Again, I'm new to the climbing scene. Uh, wait, wait. How does that manifest itself? When you uh, say humility in terms of interacting with this, this well, said uh, girl climber. So I guess uh, Simon has set up this scenario where we're in a gym, right? And so say we've climbed a route, and then if you do happen to strike up a conversation... Don't just talk yourself up. I'm, oh, yeah, I was outside doing this. Oh, I was doing that. Like, don't, like, bro it out with how sweet you are. It just is, like, bottom line. And I was going to say be yourself, but it sounds like from Tracy's knowledge that uh, that doesn't work for most dudes because they've been either in a basement their whole life and then in a gym. Or, like, I think that could be really good advice because I think typically, like, you know, when I think back to, like, college and pre-BJ, it, it was a lot of guys who weren't trying to be themselves. They were totally. trying to, like, yeah, impress well, me with how much they had done. Like, and they assume a new identity in the climbing gym, right? And yeah. so they're all of a sudden, like, I'm a climber. Yep. And, um, and, and they become a little more macho maybe like yeah I don't know. yeah you know something like that and, and it kind of feel like like for for me it's like there there's always that I, and I shouldn't say always but with the majority of guys there was that snap judgment of just assuming that I was like either a new climber or didn't lead or wasn't really that involved in climbing and I, I think that that's really a kind of like a big um myth that's within a lot of guys they're wanting to stripe up the conversation and talk about their experience and they have no clue maybe that person that they're talking to and what they've done and what they've accomplished regardless of their yeah. sex that's totally. a huge mistake and i think that's, that's been illustrated on this show quite a bit yes I mean, there's been a right. lot of amazing women on this show that have climbed way harder than totally. anyone else here uh, at this table here and and we ever will and even outside of some of those really high-performing women, there's just a lot of very skilled, technically yeah, totally. sound women course, who totally. are rock climbers, yeah, you yeah, know? And, absolutely. Yeah. With the top, you know, everyone, everyone yeah, gets pulled to, to the top. Yeah, yeah like, People absolutely. are getting pulled up. Um, well, and so. Chris, to answer back to your question, what does humility really like uh, present itself? Um, I was reminded of a story a while ago. I was working on a project, and uh, it's three guys, one gal, and uh, one of the gentlemen in the project was want to take his shirt off at all moments of the day. He mm -hmm. happened to be a little bit overweight. And unfortunately for him, you couldn't tell with so much body hair that even if his shirt was off, uh, it looked like he had clothes on. <laughs> and so it was a hot summer day and he, you know, he just needed to cool down. But the, uh, the gal in our group um, presented my friend who was the project leader um, with, you know, her, her problem, which was like, she she understood this to be a microaggression. And this is a term, I think, from third wave, maybe fourth wave feminism. I'm not really up on my feminist theory, but uh, I, it was a new term Several to me. Several waves deep. Several waves deep. Microaggression. Microaggression. Okay. And, uh, and so she interpreted the act as being... Um, a dominate a, a means to dominate this scene by taking his like shirt off. Like silverback, like... Exactly. Chest exactly. pounding. Exactly. And, and honestly... I would never have. He wasn't smart enough to really play that level of game because that's like he was chest. just sweaty and hot because he, he had he yeah. a lot of body hair. He wanted to chill it out. <laughs> Poor guy. Totally. Well, and I, you but, know, but I learned a lot from this lesson. What what I learned was that there is another perspective out there, and, and like uh, by being 
having humility, you're just like, oh, even if I'm really hot, like it might offend some folks. Well, and I think it was episode 54 with the ladies, the trio. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they mentioned, you know, like the guys taking their shirt offs. But I feel like for me, it's like a little desensitized in the climbing world just because totally. there's, well, you know, cl- it, climbers are I mean, like guys wear capris all the time. Like if, yeah. you're, if that's not desensitized, I don't know. What yeah, is I agree. Totally, if totally. I saw that dude on the Most street, of the time, like, guys taking shirts off just want to cool down. Yeah. Right? And I, I probably would read into is. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would just say kind of like my last interjection would be it really big part of kind of getting to know BJ and being um, wooed by him wooed yes, I guess courtship. the courtship yes. would be that um, he he we could have conversations that were not about climbing awesome. and I'm yes. a climber and I love climbing and I really don't like talking about it that much unless I'm on the Enormo cast of course Thank I like you. listening Ooh, yeah. to it Thank for you. sure but Thank uh, you, for, for you know that caveat. but uh, <laughs> but I really do like like being able to engage in like another form of communication about totally. the world or your, yeah. your life Informed or, yeah exactly conversation exactly. grab yeah. her first somehow <laughs> isolate then bring climbing. don't grab her don't grab her you yeah, were no, the wrong message sorry, you didn't sorry. mean literally no kissing that's, no, that's less, a micro no bad touch that's no, no like, micro or major aggression yeah right that's like not even microaggression <laughs> that's less. a felony son <laughs> <laughs> unless of course you're spotting her right spotting her there you go. All right, well, let's not talk about spotting gropes. Because <laughs> the girls didn't even time. get into that, but I know that's a thing. You right, spotted so, groped me a few times. <laughs> so, I appreciate the spot. <laughs> you're a big man. It's hard to catch you. <laughs> I have to use all my hands and grip you. <laughs> I felt safe. <laughs> All right, so I guess our takeaway is basically the same thing the girl said. If you're going to pick up a girl, like, just do what you would normally do. And if you don't have any game, which I think I think really that's the problem, is that climbers have a tendency to be these sort of a little bit, like, out of the norm, like, not yeah. pick up artists. And so they're a little awkward, and they're like, well, here's the one thing I am really good at is climbing, right. so that's what I'm going to use, but... You just got to be a normal person, I guess, and just be nice and and yeah. humble. As, and don't assume that every girl who you, you know, even if it's just you and her on a climbing trip, don't assume that she wants to date you or be with you unless right. you've had that conversation. And yeah, the I whole that's date that's not a in. date thing is, yeah. is a whole another a whole nother thing. But I think we hashed that out on that episode. There, there was a couple other ones, too, that people asked me about breaking up with climbers, like who are your girlfriend or boyfriend. And I... You know, I actually, I, I believe I responded to them too, but it just seemed like that wasn't anything specific. I mean, breaking up with people sucks. So like, whether yeah. you're climbing, you're either like dividing up your music, you know, or you're dividing up your climbing gear. You know, it's like, it's I the mean, same yeah. thing. Right? Part or your furniture or whatever. If yeah. you only have one climbing area and yeah. you have to see them every weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I guess that is a problem. But I mean, I think every group, every couple has groups of friends and now you're a climbing partner. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. But we don't need to go into that. But it, it I think the reason I brought it up is because I think both things are just normal. Like climbers mm-hmm. are in the end are just normal people too. And so totally another question is, uh, that's related to that episode that I wanted to ask you guys because, um, because you, two of us are married, Simon, not married to Tracy. You guys are <laughs> married to different people, separate people. Steve and I are not married. Um, but we both are currently in, in, are you still in a relationship? I am. Okay, good. Yes. Happily. So you really, you really Very got happily. A, a good group of folks asked about the single life. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's this thing. Um, I had a non-climber ex. Okay, he would climb with me in the gym sometimes. Oh, this is from Yvonne. Hmm. Okay. 
um, I had a non-climber ex who would climb with me in the gym sometimes and liked the outdoors, but isn't really interested in climbing outside for several years, who was super jealous of every male climbing partner I've had. While I understand that for most guys, the thought of getting together with you you had probably crossed their mind at least once, regardless of who you are, I would think that he would have more trust in me. That got frustrating because every time I tell him about a new male climbing partner, he would be really negative about the whole thing and act insecure about it. He doesn't do that if it's a girl, even though I've climbed with single lesbians. I felt guilty every time I go on a climbing trip because he would make comments like, I'm not spending time with him or whatever, even though I would go on a trip like once a month. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they broke up and then she goes on. It seems like good riddance in retrospect, but I do sometimes wonder if me climbing with guys has made him even more insecure and led to our relationship not working out. What do you say? Do you get jealous if your girlfriend climbs with other guys? Um, I don't sleep in the t- same tent with them or anything. I actually like climbing with attached climbers, especially if I'm also friends with their girlfriends because it does take part of the awkwardness out of the equation. But I do wonder if their girlfriends are secretly resentful of me as well. Whoa. Hmm. So the issue here is this is the significant other hereby referred to as the SO climbing with or jealous of you climbing with people of the opposite sex. And I think she sort of nailed it on the head to a certain extent. I, I, I feel like maybe guys are have a little more problem with this, but you're here to tell us if that's different. Well, one experience that kind of comes to mind, um, I've actually only really had a, I guess, a meaningful relationship with one non-climber, which is kind of crazy to think about. But, you know, the circles are pretty close and you get to know people. But that experience was kind of opposite of hers. He was actually not a climber and he didn't have really any desire to be. He would go out once or twice a year, maybe. And I dated him for about two and a half years, but um, he, it was just a very full, trusting relationship. So really what it kind of came down to in the end is that I loved climbing and I found myself on trips all the time with lots of people, primarily guys. And again, in Boise, just kind of not having as many women, you know, I'd be on a trip with like maybe sometimes one and sometimes six kind of guys, whether down to like the Sierras or Red Rocks and and it was never an issue. It was just kind of, he didn't enjoy it and came on one or two trips and just kind of found it wasn't his thing and he was cool with it. So, you know, I mean, I, hearing that story, kind of the insecurity piece, like mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that matters if you're a climber, if you're not a climber. Like I'm not really sure as far as like ladies, what you guys have um, with your experience with girlfriends and climbing and maybe it's more rare that you're partnering up with a single well, that's female the thing, girl. Is that, right. is it is... And and it is more of an issue for women because they all my women climbing friends, you know, that's one of the things they're bummed about is that they don't have more women to climb. It's with. a male dominated. And so sport. they want to climb all the time. Yeah. And we're talking, you know, like climbing all the time. They, they're going to have to climb with dudes mm-hmm. because it's just, you know part of the the ratio so that's kind of why i said that maybe this is a bigger problem with for girls than than guys so mm-hmm. anyway so just wanted to interject there but have you guys had the opposite at all yeah again I'm, I'm pretty new to the whole whole thing but my girlfriend doesn't really climb nearly as much as i do um totally chill with me climbing whomever with mm-hmm. whomever i mm-hmm. uh rope up with trust my choice that my partner is uh just someone who's going to keep me safe and mm-hmm. it's Definitely uh, going to be a non-sexual adventure. Typically, I'm so destroyed by any rock climbing I do that if I 
for whatever reason, entertain the idea that I'd ever want to do something outside the relationship. <laughs> Way I too tired. Couldn't possibly do it. So <laughs> Way too we, tired. We, Devastated. Steve, for your Devastated. relationship, we should cut that whole section. You should just cut the whole section. <laughs> Julia, right? Julia doesn't need Julia to hear that. Julia doesn't need to hear that, but it's goddamn true. You got to cut that. I would. It's, it's totally true, though. I would have, but man. But That's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. It's true. It's all about being forthfront right. to your to your significant other about okay, who you're so climbing with. Actually, can I say this that your wife right. doesn't really climb. Barbara doesn't climb. That's my wife, and mm-hmm. and she does have a passion, which is very important uh, to the whole thing. Yeah, she she rides horses. So, um, your significant other having a passion allows them to understand the amount of effort and work that that you put into your passion into rock climbing and rock climbing takes a whole lot of work and passion and time. And, um, so that's kind of a basis, you know, if they can understand how much time, you know, how difficult it is to get a partner sometimes, you know, and you gotta be out there all the time with, with someone. So that, that if they can understand that, that's step one. Step two is, is you telling them who you're climbing with and being forefront, you know, just saying, Hey, I'm going out with Elizabeth and, and she's like Elizabeth. Who's Elizabeth? She's a climber in the valley. Blah blah. blah to give them, give them the rundown, and and don't try to p- pretend or hide anything. And you're not gonna, you know, spark their interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and even you know, I even have them. Not this isn't on purpose, but we'll, we'll you know, you'll switch off who drives. Have them come to the house, and and then pick you up, totally. or or vice versa. And she'll get to meet. They get to meet the other person, and it's like okay. You know, they might even become friends or something. Right. Yeah. But well, it's on that insecurity simple. issue. But truly, you know, is it, it's just like, I just think that like the fact that this was from a woman is, is mm-hmm. important because I mean, the fact is, is I don't, you know, if I'm desperate for a partner, like I have 10 guys I can call yeah. before right. I need to call a woman that maybe, you know, my girlfriend doesn't know. You know, so it's like presenting, you know, where, where the, the, the opposite is true with the woman who wants to climb, you mm-hmm. know, she's like, okay, well, I, I've call, called my two or three girlfriends that, that are, are good go-tos and now I'm on to the dudes. So I think it, it sort of presents a bigger problem in terms mm-hmm. of, of women with guys who are sort of jealous. But in the end, I mean... I guess it does come down to the person, too. I mean, some are more yeah. secure than others. I think it does. I mean, the Beach actually, this is really cute. Sorry, Beach, that I'm, like, saying this on the normal cast. But he actually has this, like, piece of paper that's, like, 8 half by 11 that's, like, climbing partners in the valley and, like, everyone's name that's on there. It's for, like a like, phone tree. Both I got one of those. Sick. I totally, too, totally. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's kind of like, it's like, you know, I would say that... 95% of the names that are on that list just happen to be dudes. And it's like Tracy and BJ's climbing, you know, like right. climbing partner list. And But, I mean, do you kind of feel like, I mean, your girlfriend obviously climbs and she probably goes out with people mm-hmm, that aren't mm-hmm. you. And I'm assuming not just female partners. I've been out with Steph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how does that make <laughs> <What>? you feel? <laughs> when was that? I don't remember that. I mean, uh, you weren't there? <laughs> Um, you know, the truth is, is that like, I have a theory and, you know, it may be sort of Neanderthal or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, is that if you have a significant other girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, husband, wife, like it is no matter what the situation is, whether it's climbing or anything else, it's very difficult to introduce a new friend 
of the opposite sex to the relationship. And what I mean is, is that when you guys get together, you, you, everyone brings friends, you know, and the person that you meet and get to know, they get to know those friends. But, you know, even if you were just at work and you said, you came home and you said, Hey honey, you know, there's this new new girl at work and I'm going to go and, you know, go rafting with her tomorrow. Like (laughs) that would never work. Like any relationship would be stressed by something like that. And if it's a real solid relationship, of course they're going to be like, well, sure, I guess, you know, like, is it some sort of work function? No, no, she just seems great. And so we're going. She's very, very cute. Right. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, right. yeah. That's why you got to keep it in context. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Right. You're climbing. If climbing is your thing, you have to have, make sure you're significant on understanding you need partners. Totally. And, and you have climbing partners that are female and male. Right. If I'm like, hey, I'm going to go uh, tubing with this girl. Mm-hmm. And that might that might bring up some red flags. Yeah, flags. that would definitely be a red flag. I'm not a big sure. tuber most right. of the time. Yeah, yeah, right. but but I do think that <laughs> I do think not that from what I've seen. What You're Yvonne, going what? I'm all right at tubing. Come on. <laughs> what Yvonne said in her note though about the like boundaries of not sleeping in tents, all that stuff is there you go. truly truly important. Totally. You just have totally. to still totally. 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 totally not no, even just really, mess, really cold. Meddy those right. waters. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't well, know that that could or, get dangerous. Oh, Simon, no, just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. So even if it's cold. So I guess the the answer is is that I mean every every situation is different, but I think both people, in this case Yvonne, uh, they have some some responsibility to understand the boundaries of a mm-hmm. certain thing. And uh, you know, coming back to this this thing about guys going on dates that aren't really dates with with girl climbers, because that's the other problem as a guy. You know, you sort of have this track record of understanding the intentions of a lot of guys out there. And you yourself are like, well, I think this woman who I'm with is super hot. So that's why I'm with her. So all these other guys must think she's super hot as well. So, you know, where is the line going to be crossed with this guy? Is he, you know, who knows what he's thinking, you know? So it's, I think it's a tricky thing. So, I mean, I guess you just have to like, I think it, it's, it's easy to be like, well, if he trusted me, he'd let me go climbing with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, but why don't you have a little bit of sense yeah, of maybe a leniency on of like, knowledge. well, you know, this guy's out of nowhere and he's never met him before. And like you said, like uh, Simon, like introduce the like, make sure there's a context for for the whole thing. So it's like, yeah, who's that? Who's that guy sitting in the idling car? Right, um, <laughs> the idling on. Camaro takes one and no one. <laughs> I gotta go. Sorry, <laughs> he's got like a '78 Trans Am. I'll be back in ten hours. <laughs> the Firebird, the Firebird Trans Am. <laughs> he's out there revving it. <laughs> Bye, honey. Really peels oh, out. Do you want anything for dinner? <laughs> anyway. All right. What, what else? Moving on. What else? Keep you it got? moving, baby. Okay, we'll do this one as, a, as sort of the last one. Um, this is kind of a running theme, but I, I want to read this kind of longer one because it's pretty funny. This is from uh, Tyler. Okay, and he's uh, there's a bunch of stuff that comes before this, but anyway, I'll get to the meat of it. So we roll into a popular Squamish crag. It's kind of busy. Hard dudes have tied up their dogs. Read. That's a funny sentence. Read. Left to scavenge and bark while they solo something or mountain bike or something. 
Australian-Hungarian couples are top-roping a micro-dimple slab made impossibly hard by eliminating the 5-7 flake system flake system on the right old dude struggles up a low angle crack despite his sticky rubber knuckle gloves <laughs> things are feeling a bit weird but this is a wall just minutes from the parking lot at an international climbing destination so what did you expect oh boy but then as if on cue well-known and unnamed local soul climber opens a beer and lights a pre-free solo cigarette dude had already been discussed in our party on arrival but i had not expected the pleasure of his appearance sufficiently buzzed solo soul dude adeptly jumps ahead of me on a classic 510 finger crack he pauses halfway up to light his cigarette and yell at his dog i let him top out to avoid getting ashed in the eye (laughs) (laughs) wonderfully written things felt more surreal than weird at this point but the true experience had yet to reveal itself fellow americans rock up girl puts in headphones immediately as boyfriend eyes a blocky 5-7 and sources cams that are, confusingly, rack like nuts. <laughs> they seem potentially inexperienced but totally unpretentious, and I like that. Headphones are concerning, sure, but what is far more concerning happens next. Boyfriend seems unsteady, placing pro after each move. But that doesn't stop his girlfriend on belay, fully rocking out, taking both hands off the belay device to sort through her pack. Find her nail clippers, clean her nails, and then clip her fingernails. Does she have a grigri? Because <laughs> if she has a grigri, that's fine. No, it's she not. No, Auto-blocking. She managed to get to her toenails, too. I'm literally sick to my stomach at this point, but the rope was fat and the boyfriend was standing on blocks, so who am I to judge? Leading my way up my own crack, I'm suddenly arrested by this stink smell of beer. I turn around and the solo soul has just finished down climbing, lamenting how since the addition of a plastic stint to his heart... It just doesn't beat the same after free soloing. Whoa. <laughs> Local dirtbag calmly asks him, how do you do it, man? Free solo? No. Climb with beer in your chalk bag. Every time I try that, I wind up spilling my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the tale with that. And I'll get to the question in just a second. Um, this one is uh, from Richard. What are the worst climbing faux pas? Example, when a male boulderer wears no shirt but but doesn't forget to keep his beanie on. When, if ever, is it okay to express serious amounts of anger at a partner while climbing on a route? And when you see folks doing something super dangerous, which we just talked about at the cliff, when do you speak up? So let's go to that first one. What are the worst climbing faux pas? Because uh, Tyler here just described one of those scenes where everybody around you is just like... Acting out in a way that's making you like really uncomfortable, and um, you know, I've I've been places where, where are super crowded and some guys like soloing around everybody, and that drives me nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that one just. I mean, if you're if you're soloing, you're supposed to be alone. I understand, like you know, Honold has to climb past people because he's blowing everybody's door and his doors off. But yeah. like, just yeah. to be soldering around on like a really busy crag <laughs> is just like one of the most annoying things ever. So, when you guys think about like etiquette at the cliff, and and really etiquette deserves multiple shows on the Enormacast, but let's just talk a little bit about sort of social faux pas at the cliff. Yeah, I got one I'm there that doesn't start at the cliff. It's not at the cliff. It starts. At your house, so when, when <laughs> at my house, or, <laughs> oh, like you, this like general, okay. So if if I'm offering to drive every time, and you're accepting that offer every time, like 
I'm not, that's not what that offer is meant to be like. You know, it's it's about, if, especially if you both have cars. If you don't, if one person doesn't have a car, that's understandable. That's that's already known. But I think it's supposed to be a one-on-one off type of thing. Is that directed toward me, Simon? No, not, <laughs> not at all, Stephen. Not at all. The tiger because will take you anywhere, The baby. tiger takes, takes me a lot of places. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, just in uh, over the years, over the years I've been climbing, it I, I like it to go one. You drive once, I drive once. You yeah, drive right. once, yeah, I drive there. once. And if I'm circumstances there. mean yeah, throw some that, money, it, of course, throw some if money, circumstances, throw some if circumstances happen, then yes, you can flip it. You can. I'll, I'll drive three times in a row. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm right. not like I'm, I'm not your chauffeur. I was a bus right. driver for a couple years, <laughs> and I love that. But I'm over it. Yeah, I don't drive the bus anymore. Bus the bus doors have shut. Right. So I'd like to share the responsibility. That's one of my faux pas. Can I add that that like if someone does put in gas money, like and that's gas that's gas costs a lot extra. more now. Fact. And mm-hmm. so like you know five five or ten bucks for five a trip. Bucks. For it's a always trip. five bucks. Yes. It's never ten. That's been standard. Five bucks has been standard. No going to give double grade. digits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No give double digits no, for a dollars. trip to the crag. Five well, I'm just saying, like, like, like I've gas. gotten like a fiver for like <laughs> a, a trip to the creek Whoa. and back. Like, <laughs> really? You're just like oh, five thanks. bucks. <laughs> Hopefully, they're off your eight eight and a half by eleven list. Yeah, partners. No, exactly. Yeah. You're just like yeah, five thanks. Bucks? That got us to like Newcastle, bro. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Dilk, uh, yeah, mine has to deal with just um I found myself uh enjoying remote climbs and uh this this comes from a story I was in Yosemite earlier in the summer. I was up on Braille Book, way up in the higher cathedrals, it's a hard approach, takes a while, and a friend of mine went up there and it was just us. We thought we had the whole place to ourselves. It's glorious. We're kind of taking our time, getting all the gear sorted and everything. And uh, my buddy took the first pitch, and his crew of like four or six popped out of the woods, and they were all out of breath. And it, it was pretty apparent to me that they had seen us approaching and thought that they could out, outrun us, but didn't didn't make it. Uh, but they promptly just set up station behind me, and then just uh, one of the people just started climbing with not even nary a word, just started climbing right on us. And was like, oh well, I'll just take making a you know a belay to the left, and 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 then the person started dropping gear and sketching out, and and I was my partner and I who enjoyed the climb more for its solace than like its difficulty, its aesthetic quality more than its like technical difficulty. We're just blown away by these this person, this crew, kind of uh, indifference to the the entire atmosphere that was is created by that that climb you go you you hike to that climb and it's like it is an aesthetic beautiful line in the middle of yosemite valley high up you can see el cap right in your face i mean the cathedrals are all there other other climbers were just enjoying their space and so you know to sum up it was like had they just kind of quietly said oh hey guys you know nice to meet make your acquaintance sorry to kind of break the zone you know, we'll be behind you, you know, and let's all enjoy the climb. It's a pleasure to meet you Ple- all. Pleasure to meet y'all. Maybe maybe even introduce yourselves. This, this like, almost desire to congregate and then overrun w- was disgusting to me and my partner. And and then their incompetence on top of that, um, doubly yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's one thing if, if, <laughs> if you know right off the bat if you're going to be faster than a group. It's like... Exactly. 
Well, even then, I wouldn't just jump in front with no words. Totally. I'd, I'd get, maybe give a word or two, introduce myself. Totally. And then say, hey, can we jump in front? Or I, w- so, I was aghast. Show I, your competence. And, and, and then exactly. go on ahead and, and continue I, upward motion and we faster than the group in, that you just gypped. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and my, my partner is a, a 5'12 crack climber, a 5'13 sport climber. He's not an incompetent person. Like, we made awesome upward progress mm-hmm. and we were you know we were not dallying and uh i was just aghast at at their lack of uh proficiency, proficiency and manners uh it just seemed like that was a major faux pas in my in my mind like if you think of yosemite and like the desire for like you know yvonne chenard tom frost those guys going out into the vertical world like in, enjoying solace and getting away from everything and like finding themselves and you know, having an adventure, these guys shattered every single it's, thing it's about honestly, that. It was kind of it was hard. Insane. I mean, Yosemite isn't quite yeah, you're that need a time machine, place, bro. Though, totally, totally. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's Passing definitely not. people on routes, I think, happens all the time. But I right. do think that, like, I, I, they, I if no they came back up behind you, then right. that just wasn't right. Yeah, like, well, you guys were in to- front, totally. got up there. And, you know, like, again, not to be a braggart, but... They certainly didn't pass us. They had numerically three times our, our number. Um, there was nothing about it that had they waited half an hour, we would have never seen them, which we didn't by the rest for the rest of the day. We climbed so much mm-hmm. faster. Had they just waited and chilled, like everyone would have had so the day that they So did you pass wanted. them then? Again? No, no, no. We, they never even regained us. Like our pitch they was just higher. Jacked up your, yeah, jacked they, up your first pitch exactly. and like tried to get up in your it, shit. Exactly. Yeah. And we just climbed around them mm-hmm. and much faster. And they were probably making assumptions about you guys. Oh, totally. Sure. Like, oh, oh no, look no, at those guys. Sure. Like, totally. oh, they're going to yeah. move so slow. Look we're just going to get on this thing. Yeah. You know? We'll fly past them. Right. Well, there's two things happening there. Is first of all, the assumption that this, this other group is like you're better than them so that's totally. a whole problem yeah, right totally. there but yeah yeah and that didn't even the the, pa- the passing thing or whatever i remember back when i used to have time to get you know to be a dick on mountain project yes i don't have time anymore if anybody you bummer know, remembers that's a bummer for days, all mountain project but that's too many i read emails. that daily. i get to be a dick on the enormous cast so it's it's fine it's but but you know, I remember this was a huge debate and people were super mad about this all the time, like passing or people didn't pass or they tried to pass and then they screwed them up. Right. But the truth is, is like there is an appropriate time for it. You know what I mean? Like you got to you can't Absolutely. you can't like sit and hang out underneath a party that's like bumbling along right? without like just losing your mind. But there's a way to do it. And that's what it was always my argument, like. Come totally. up and say, "Hey, how's it going? What's going on? That's what exactly are you guys doing? Where common are you from?" Courtesy, because common, common courtesy, courtesy goes yeah. so far. Yeah, and and my partner and I would, and I'm speaking for him, but we would have been happy to let them go if they were clearly, if they were clearly well, because they also have to give you a chance to like absolutely, like yeah. show your metal as <laughs> right. it were, yeah. right? So, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was just like, yeah, I didn't even think about it that much. And again, being a new climber, I wasn't about to just be like, "Oh, fuck you guys." You know, Start I, yanking on the leader. Yeah, hey, <laughs> heckling a little. Knock right. it off. I mean, Get I down here. I, I should have caught the cams that they dropped and then put them on my rack and then kept going. <laughs> my but, germs. Yeah, thanks. But um, no, it, they just, weren't nice. No, it they sound like they were like friendly they, people. They, no, they weren't, and they just yeah. had no common courtesy. It was just oh, common Yosemite. courtesy. Just the. Yeah. But I love you, somebody. I'll be back. Word of the <laughs> night: Just be nice. Yeah, right. It's pretty just easy, be actually. Yeah, don't it's be real a dick. easy. Nice. Don't be a dick. 
Tracy, you you've been scribbling various faux pas on a piece of paper. I do. I actually anticipate. Did <laughs> I, I jump on? I one have of yours? a little list in like orange ink. But yeah, do, do, what, which one of mine do you want to jump on? No, no, no. I'm saying did I? Jump oh on gosh, my no, 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 no. Okay, you good. didn't. I have options. In fact, none of them matched your guys's. You know, um, I, I would say like like I'll mention two that are pretty short and pretty isolated. Indian Creek, which is a place that's never talked about it in the Enorma Castle. We hit a triangle. Two, two, should I just say Black Canyon? All right, did. <laughs> Might as well just say Black Canyon. <laughs> we haven't. We, touched we have the trinity of the, the the three right here now but um but definitely pooping at the crag is like a huge etiquette mm. for me and it's mostly because i have dogs and we love our dogs and they have uh we have standard schnauzers because my mom breeds them and gives bj and i like little puppies and so we kind of have like the brown beard phenomenon in which like people just have no <laughs> etiquette about the desert or human waste or any of that and so you know that's still a frequent thing and I feel like there's been so many so, so much effort put toward via like Friends of Indian Creek and just education and people still aren't quite there yet uh, if I may interject Tracy yes, um, I'm a cat, cat, cat guy myself mm-hmm. a brown beard with a dog means uh, a human has defecated yes and that w- Gorgeous little dog has yes. found his way to that site. Yes, uh, oh, absolutely. thank you for clarifying yes. that because <laughs> I was I was not aware. You yes. I thought it was a type of breed. <laughs> oh, did you really? No, no, there's not a type of breed. And then the owners have to at some point the brown clean snouser, <laughs> clean Honestly. that via gloves because human waste, you know, of course, clean that waste yes, off their yes, animal. Of if your really, cat was there, he, really, the dog would eat your cat. <laughs> yeah, shit too, yeah. <laughs> Rocks on top of human feces does not keep dogs away you from know, they from can get through that eating them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty gross and then just the other one is you know um i i feel I, i'd like to hope and like to think that bj and i are pretty friendly climbers and and we typically are there with lots of friends and there's ropes up and and i and i we're constantly the guy the people who are moving our ropes and like hey if you want to pull this if you want to do whatever please totally. do and i feel like that's probably another etiquette um faux pas of mine is when people are not like that and you have the um college group that's up there for the weekend and you know maybe at their battle of the bulge and they're you know have all their ropes strung up and it's kind of just like they've put their marking up they've peed on the rock totally. and like no one else can touch it yeah and i think that the big thing for us is like that friendliness is huge if you can just be right. like no one's on it like right. our ropes are up we're kind of taking up the cliff please move it over like that's that's really big down there i think for me it's a big one yeah well both of those things are universal Right. Yeah, I guess I mean, they are. If, yeah, if it's a if it's a one pitch climbing area, like. But I also think yeah. the desert environment it just doesn't go away. Like sure. it does. Like no, if you totally. were climbing yeah. at Lovers Leap or climbing yeah. another place in which you could at least like dig it into the ground, it's uh, just yeah. very on top. You know, right. one one sandstorm comes by, wind, and then boom, it's right back at it. You well, know. Well, and I agree, and I I also think that uh, uh, working at a retail consignment store, I have a lot of time to monitor the mountain project, and that seems to be. Uh, thematic uh recurrence the yeah. the the poop issue and then but more importantly the the top roping who has access who can stay on it how long for example there's like a at least when i last looked which is pathetic that i'm looking this much but there's like a five-page thread you're of informed this yeah, there's nothing pathetic about being informed <laughs> no um a crew uh from uh a utah climbing club that was supposedly putting up bolts may or may not have been on um, a line on the Fisher Towers in the northeast corner, the Colorado northeast corner. But uh, they took up the whole route for two days, and these guys were just bitching that they didn't get to climb it because all these people were on it. And it just comes back to this, like, top rope etiquette or who has access to a route. I don't think it's really been pounded out 
like, okay, if so-and-so is there first, they get to have it, or the free climber gets to have it, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it, well, it seems like an endless right. rabbit hole. I think, un- unfortunately, Discord. It, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's just kindergarten rules. You were yeah, there first. Totally. Totally. And that's the, I mean, cause that's the problem is that, you know, when, when you're on the shitty end of it, right. Not the brown bearded <laughs> shitty end, but <laughs> pun intended <laughs> is that it seems like it's horrible. But then if you show up with a group of, of beginners and you want to teach them how to climb, right. you know, th- you're going to be at this cliff yep, and you're going to need that easier route for a while because you've got this person, this person, and this person. Well, there totally. you go. That a while. Right. So you're going to have it for a while. Let someone else climb it real fast. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. But if there's like 50 people queued behind you, you know, it's like, how many do you let through? Is there a ticket system? <laughs> well, and then the other thing is that... <laughs> that people. Well, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah but totally. the other thing is that, and this has happened to Who me... there first? This has happened to me for sure, is the dude... Or whatever. It's like, yeah. Let me. Uh, can I jump in here real quick? And then I'll be real. You know, like forty five minutes later, dude's like hanging on well, his sixth piece. You're like, let me just try exactly. one more time. Let me try one more time. That was exactly. I almost got that move. That I'm was sorry. almost the braille book experience. Yeah. Like, had we let them through? Although I, you, usually with it, like, uh, I can just sort of look them up and down and be like, oh yeah, For this will part. go quickly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a skill this, I need to acquire. No, There's no judgment on the Enormocast doll. Yeah. There hasn't been any judgments made tonight oh, come by on. anyone. <laughs> no, this is... I'm not... I don't know. I've, well, been, I mean, I've, been, I've been in the game long enough. I've seen enough, enough BS. <laughs> I know. I mean, I feel like I have too, but I, I definitely have been wrong. Away. I've been, no, I've been love wrong. I love to get blown away. Like, I, I've been, damn. I've been wrong awesome. too. And you I'd look like, like to... a goober, but you're <laughs> solid. <laughs> well, hold on. What's your faux pas? I know we've heard a lot of them because we are we are listeners of the Enormocast. I mean, we know his aid for faux pas the whole aid system well, no, that's is a fine. faux pas I, I, no, that, I don't have <laughs> a faux pas with Next. aid climbing I just went Next. and did a wall yes I, you did yeah I was that forced was to aid climb <laughs> that's so sick anyway I mean I, you know I, I agree with all I've chimed in on all these but um, you know and it's fu- this is sort of ironic because I have this this podcast where all we do is talk about climbing or spray but but the 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 thing and this is a real subtle thing but like the, uh, it's not even like a humble brag, but like the, the somehow incorporating your, um, when you're talking to somebody and they're somehow incorporating their, their, uh, resume into the conversation, mm. you know, like, uh, you know, like watching someone climb a five eleven, and, you know, they remark that that move reminds them of, and then some they, they r- throw out something that's they much harder. Yeah. Like, when I was up on the buttress, wow. <laughs> that reminds me of the second move on the third bolt of the, uh, just after the third bolt of this 14B that I did was one time. Yep. You know, like yeah, that that kind of totally. like, like, like under underneath sort of boasting kind of drives me nuts. Well, it's the only yeah. way they know how to get it in there. Well, yeah. You know, because they don't just want to be like, hey, I did this. Because mm-hmm. they know that's too obvious, mm-hmm. so they try to throw it in there. Yep. Any any little gap in the conversation that they yeah. can, yeah. Um, but at the well, same time, I may be guilty of this. No, so. and I'm I, mean, Chris, I just no, I just Chris, don't hear myself Chris, doing it. 
Because we like we can, like people to know what we did. I can unequivocally we so freaking hard on it. I can unequivocally. We want people say to Chris. know we goddamn did it. I did that. <laughs> I, I, I spent I got forty days up there, but I did it. They have got the. And well. I want all of you to know. <laughs> right. Okay, that's true. And if but, if I can't just straight out and tell you, I'm going to tell you while you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> 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 all right so yeah you get it so like i said i might be guilty of this myself so Chris, who knows? all right then i think right. we've uh i think we've Exhausted knocked out a listener mail episode um if you guys ever want to be on a listener mail episode you got to send me listener mail keep sending them folks and keep listening to the normal cast thanks you guys for coming simon you're welcome i think you all should facebook chris instead of emailing <laughs> That's a good idea. Although I sometimes forget to check the the Facebooking, because the problem with the with the social media man is it's coming in like in all these different places. Like, <laughs> I can understand the, that. well, look, there's like my email at the Normalcast. The there's my personal email. There's the Normalcast uh, Facebook page. There's my personal Facebook page. There's my Twitter account. There's my Insta. I mean, it's crazy. Like an old man like me, I can't keep up with this stuff. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can send them to Facebook too. Although I didn't pull any of these off Facebook, so maybe that's a that's a black Ooh, hole, right? Where your where your right. comment will disappear. I don't know. <laughs> Steve, thanks for coming. Chris, thanks for having me. You're gonna sleep in the driveway tonight, most likely. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drive Tracy home though. No, I think BJ's gonna get her. The BJ's we, coming. Oh, to BJ's coming to we, get you. We yeah. looked ahead and uh, yeah, I asked that. him. Yeah. Oh, yes. awesome. We well, we need to get him over here because it's getting late. All right. You can, but my phone is off right now. Thanks for coming, Tracy. Thanks for having me, Chris. Call BJ. Uh, a normal cast. Listener mail. God bless. <laughs> Dear guys, words cannot express how much I hate you guys. As we fight our way northward into the great unknown, only that one thing remains certain, that I hate you guys with every tired muscle in my confederate body. We have taken Topeka, and now I must rally the men onward to Missouri. Because I will not stop until we have won it all. And you guys are my slaves. Because I hate you guys. I hate you guys so very, very much. Yours, General Cartman Lee.